0: My title today is the wild, wild world, the wild, wild world. And I want to talk about the world from the standpoint and the position of Jesus so we understand it. I witness to my neighbor everywhere I go, I try to tell people about the love of Jesus and uh, bring them into this wonderful relationship with him. But I'm learning that cold calls are really hard to make. You know what a cold call is? Hello, my name is Martin Williams. I'd like to sell you this cutlery. It'll cut anything. It'll cut bricks, it'll cut tomatoes, (laughs) it'll cut your hair. That's one thing to make cold calls. It's a whole other thing to be living in a position where people call you. Hey, what's going on with you? How'd you How'd you do that? How'd you change? You seem to be growing. How did you move from here to there? How do you keep this job and everybody around you has a doctor degree and you have a high school diploma? What is that all about? Now they want to know how you're elevating your business. They want to know how are you keeping your family together. And you say, it's, do you really want to know? They say, I really want to know. And you say, it's because of this message I heard about Jesus. Cold calls don't work. About one out of a hundred you expect to have a second call with. But when you live a certain... The salesmen in the room know what I'm talking about. They laugh when we talk about evangelism because they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Most Christians don't want to witness to 100 people and get turned down 99 times. <sighs> Y'all going to make me work. <laughs> don't necessarily want to do that, but everybody can have the energy to build a great life for yourself they'll come to you. They'll ask you about your life. So I'm going to talk about the wild wild world. you ready? Right. So I want to make some presumptions that are in Scripture before I get there. Here's the first presumption. The first presumption is, it's not an assumption, it's a presumption. You should know it. In Genesis 1 and 2, what really really happened is that God created systems that he called the world. That's all Genesis 1 and 2 is. He separated the water from the land, he, so, he, so he made living systems. He separated, he separated, he created stars and moons, so he created day and night, which have to be managed. He created all of these worlds before he created you. So everything in creation was there, the systems for you to live in. So number two, God created systems before he created you. He created uh, living systems, whether it's air and water. He created, now I'm I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm getting ready to raise your FICO score and your credit score, and I'm, no, 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 I'm serious. And I'm getting ready to up you three levels in where you work right now, if you hear me. If you can can take what I'm saying, I'm going to raise your level. I bet you a a penny. I get guilty every time I say bet because in our family, we, my, my older siblings got whippings when they said bet in front of my dad. He didn't play all that stuff. Now, here, number three. Now, the, what you have to understand is most of the time, there's a system living on top of you when it should be the other way around. Because the systems were created for you, not you for them. Living systems weren't created to be on top of you. You should be able to live wherever you want to live. The fish in the sea, the birds of the air, the animals that creep, or whatever that is, you should be able to eat what you want to eat when you want to eat it. It should never be your worry. But now we have, now we have HR systems, we have political systems, we have all these systems on the planet that live on top of us instead of us having dominion over them. Am I making sense at all? I'm amazed at people who will be mad at you because you refuse to live in these systems that are created. Like, why are you mad at me? I don't care what they're doing. None of them. Doesn't bother me at all. I'm unbothered. Why? Because I don't live under those systems. I refuse to. I think you should. That's just my humble opinion. I'll give you some Bible. So here's some Bible. Looking at my, are you gonna preach soon? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was. <laughs> some, 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 <laughs> Psalms 24, 1 and 2. This is the crux of what I've, been just, I've just been saying to you. These are the levels of God's creation. These are the levels of God's creation. This is how God's creation was assorted. This is how it's put together. This is how it's managed from God's point of view. We've read it, but maybe we haven't talked about it. Read it with me. The earth, read, write that down. The, now, the earth, the earth, tiada, dirt, the dirt we walk on is the Lord's. Whose is it? It's his. But all it is is dirt. Dirt is the foundation for everything else God will build. First, he separated the water from the land. So dirt is the foundation, but he keeps talking. This is David now. David understands God in ways most of us haven't. That's why we have to read David a lot. The earth is the Lord's. What else is there? And the fullness. Fullness fullness is a Hebrew word that means everything that comes out of the dirt, everything the dirt supports. So there's dirt, then there's fullness. Trees, plants, iron ore, diamonds, oil, that's in Genesis 3. The river river that flowed from Cush's land had onyx stone, resin, diamonds, tree, gold, silver was in the river. If you read Genesis 3, which I'm not going to do today. Am I making sense? All of that, God created. But that comes out of the dirt. All this stuff is in the dirt. Then he says, it's not just the fullness, but then he says, but, and those that dwell where? They're in. In other words, in other words, there's dirt. There's stuff that comes out of the dirt, and now there is cosmos of systems on top of the dirt. People don't live on the earth. Write it down, please. You're not going to believe me, but it's okay. Just take take what I'm saying to you until you believe it as scriptural fact. People don't live on the earth. People live in systems on the earth. People don't live on the earth. People, people live in health systems on the earth. They live in governance systems organizations they live in food and water systems they live in media systems they live your phone is your boss that listens to you 24 7 and now whoever rules that system knows what to sell to you in the morning well i'm i'm by myself i'm not a okay should i go there i'm i'm not a sheep i don't just follow everybody you following somebody because you're saying you're not a sheep saying you're not a sheep proves you're a sheep You're living under the rule. We're living under the rule. Flint, Michigan is living under the rule. By the way, the water in Omaha is just as bad as Flint. You live in a water system, it decides how long you live and how long you die, how long when you die. The water system you drink at home. You live under a food system, you live under a a real estate system. You live under a law system. The lawyers in the room will tell you to defend yourself makes you the weirdest and dumbest person on earth because you're not qualified and you haven't studied to represent yourself in that system. Sports is a system. Governing, politics is a system all of which were created in Genesis 1 and 2. The problem with with us now is that those systems, those kingdoms, were under the rulership of Adam. The system of education was under the rulership of Adam. And the first educational system was walking with God to find out who you were. The first educational system was I'm gonna walk with God in the cool of the day and say, God will say this was good, that that was not so good, Martin. Change this tomorrow. Work this out. Martin, why are you trying to be somebody you're not? This is who I created you. Your name is Adam. Be Adam. Your name is Eve. Be Eve. That's the educational system. Now we have an educational system that I I, I want to make a billion dollars a day. That's what I want to do. I want to make a billion dollars a day. It's impossible for me to make a billion dollars a day unless I control you. So the way I'm going to control you is I'm not going to teach you how to make a billion dollars a day. I'm going to educate you so you can work for me so I can make a billion dollars a day. Now I'm going to pay you about $200 a day now. You ain't be good with that. So these systems of governing were turned into politics. The systems of life, I can decide by where you live, how long you live. I can decide how you're going to be educated. Woo, y'all's quiet up at AWC. Y'all want to shout and dance for a while? No, sit down. Be quiet. Take notes. If not for you, for your children. Because your kid's about tired of it anyway. (laughs) They're like, hey, Dad. Mom, this has been cool, but hey. I'm looking for something else. Let Let me hop on down the road. So the world here. The world means cosmos. That's the Hebrew word, cosmos, which really means inhabitable systems. You can look it up for yourself, and you should. So when he said the world is mine, the earth is mine, and the world, the world here means inhabitable systems, which means people don't live on the earth. They live in systems on the earth. Now, here's the next point. So why were you created then? Why were you created? Psalms 8, let me skip through this. Psalm 8, you've read it. Verse 3, read it with me. When I consider your heavens, this is David talking, I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. What is man, who am I, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visited him? David is saying, I see the stars, I see the moon, we have astronomers, we can tell what's night and day, we can tell when the season's coming, this is amazing. So when I look at all this stuff you created, why do you lust after me is the word. He says, you lust after me, you come after me every day. That's the word lust, not not what you (laughs) You're coming after me every day. You're seeking me out every day. You're talking to me every day. I'm a little bit frustrated every day because I think I've accomplished something. You put something else on my plate. Now you want me to do something else. Now you want me to stretch and grow. Now now you want me to achieve, you want me to go to another level. Why do you do that? And David, in the middle of his question, answers his own question. In the middle of his question, he says, Listen, for you have made him a little bit lower than the angels. And they messed up in your Bible. They messed up in your Bible. And I'm just going to tell you right now, you you, you better study it and pay attention to which Bible you read. Because no longer is any Bible in our country owned by Christians. Not one Bible you read is owned by Christians anymore. Well, I don't believe you. Google it, Shug. Not one. And they when, they, when they read it, when they read this, they said mm-mm, that can't be right. Because the original text, if you got a real Bible, it'll tell you in the notations that the word angels is not in the original text. The real word in the original text is Elohim. God. So this should read, you have made him a little bit lower than yourself. You are not in the angel class. You come from the God class. Well, I don't believe it. It Ain't gonna hurt you to believe it. You come from the God, God class. Angels are beneath you. Angels work for you. And I will give his angels charge over you. Then he didn't mess it up. He said, what do they have charge of? To keep your feet from stumbling. Angels are here to protect you Angels are here on assignment to you and most our angels are bored I'm coming for you, Bubba Your angel is bored Because you have never given your angel an assignment You don't wake up and tell your angels what you got to do. You don't, you don't wake up and tell your angels, listen, I'm looking for a wife. I can't find her. I ain't trying to be on them websites out there. There's some weird people. And they don't put their second grade picture on that thing. I don't have no time for that. You wake up and you tell your angel, now look at here. Stop bowing. Uh, 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 Elijah. Uh, uh, saw the angel and bowed the angel said, Get up, get up, you can't bow to me I bow to you get up, get up I, I'm here to work for you give me something give me something you can't figure out you've been you've been trying to you've been trying to bring your rental houses from fifty rental houses to hundred. He says, just give me something anything I can move anything I can find him I can find her I can find the job I can find I can find it But they don't move till you move. You have to give them orders. You got to tell them what you're believing for. You got to tell them, well, I ain't never heard this before. That's why you at AWC. Tell your angel to go get your children. Your womb's not closed. If you want a baby, it means that there's a baby there. Loose your angels. Well, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm begging God. Stop begging. Tell your angel, hey, look. The angel, oh, the angel told Daniel, the angel told Daniel. Daniel said, I've been down here praying and waiting on you. The angel said, the moment you called out to me, I was dispatched from heaven. The second you asked me to do something, I was released from God to fulfill it in your life. Come on, y'all talk to me. The moment you prayed, I was loosed from heaven. But he said, I had some opposition on my way to you. I I was working to get there. I know you felt like I forgot, but I didn't forget. I've been fighting for you. I've been fighting. And listen, he didn't say I was fighting an angel. He said, I was fighting the devil himself. He said, this angel, this archangel over your life, not a little peon, the real warrior. He said, I was fighting that angel. But then he said, but now I'm here. What you want? I'm here to fulfill what you've been asking for. Y'all read it for yourself. you got to pay me for Bible study. I'm preaching now. So he says, he says now, (laughs) (laughs) He says now, watch this, he says, uh, he said, you lust after me because you have made me a little bit lower than yourself. I'm like you. And you've crowned him with glory and honor. That's who I am. That's who you are. You've been crowned with glory and honor. Now watch what he says in verse 6. Now, you have made him, him, to do what? So everything that you made in Genesis 1, you've made man in charge of it. What y'all gonna do with this? Ask your neighbor, what are you gonna do with this? What are you gonna do with this, huh? What are you gonna do with this? Are you gonna still stay on your knees in front of the cross? Your rumpadoodle doodle was put in charge of everything. So you're gonna be praying the rest of your life? Lord, please, send some help. You is the help. That's why they trying to put me in a classroom. I said, yeah, I need to be in a classroom. Take me off the pulpit, put me in a classroom. Put me in a classroom with people who are ready to do something. Ready to move. Ready to act like they know God, even if they scared to death. <laughs> Woo, I'm real comfortable there. Now, so, then he lists it over the works of your hands. You have put all things, including this world, under his feet, all the sheep, the oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea that pass through the path. And then he says these words, oh Lord, our Lord, how? So in other words, God, you're not stupid. You did not overstep what you wanted. You wanted this man, mankind. Don't be silly and 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 exclude women, please. This is not the place for ignorance. She's just as anointed as you are, brother. (laughs) Most time. (laughs) You've put all this in his hands and you're smarter than all of us and that's what you did. You gave him dominion over everything. Now watch this now. Watch this now. I like this point right here. You gotta understand what the state of the world is now. Because when he created it all the worlds were perfect. And we need to see this scene in Matthew 4 the way it really played out. The way it really played out is that Jesus fasted for 40 days. Did y'all forget? Jesus fasted for 40 Jesus fasted for 40 days. Jesus fasted for 40 days. Once he was done fasting, the enemy shows up. And the enemy has three tests for him. So there were two warm-up questions. The, first, the warm-ups, warm-ups, ain't no clock on, we just practicing, we just practicing, that's all we doing. His first warm-up question was, hey, I know you hungry, yeah, you, you, you know, you've been eating, ain't you? And they say you the son of God, so what I need you to do is I need you to turn these stones right here into bread, that's what I need you to do, warm-up, Jesus. Out of the park, Jesus says, well, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Dang, it's on you, the word on me. I can't fight against the word. Warm up. (laughs) Second warm up question. Hey, look, dude, they say you can do anything. You're all powerful. So I I tell you what I want you to do. I want you to go up here on the top of this temple. Then I I want you to throw yourself down. Just jump off, just like you can fly. I mean, (laughs) just throw yourself, just throw yourself out. Let's see if God, the God you've been preaching about, let's see if he real and if he really loves you. Jesus is like, uh, well the Bible says, that why would I tempt God? Why do you keep trying to prove prove to people and defend that God's with you? Why do you keep killing yourself for people who want you to prove God's real? Let them figure that out for themselves. You ain't got to die for nobody. No one. Jesus did that. Are y'all mad yet? Let me make you mad then. Here's the real conversation. This is why Satan came to talk to Jesus. And it's not what most people think. So let's read it together. This is the Arah, eighth verse. After the test question, now the clock has started. We're to keep score. <laughs> and here's the question. The devil took him up to this exceeding high mountain. In other words, he gave Jesus a 10,000 view of what God created, the earth. 10,000-foot view. They're not on the ground. They're on the view where David said, yeah, hey, you with me. Jesus now has the view of the whole thing he created in Genesis 1 and 2. And this is what he says to him. Listen, he showed him all the what? The people who are so sad and lonely and sinners on the planet. (laughs) He showed them the children who can't eat and the prostitutes on the street. He showed him the kingdom's Of the cosmos because this is what this has been about all the time you better wake Sally up she gonna miss something this is what it's been about since Genesis 1 listen to what he says now he showed him the kingdoms that's that is the governing system of the cosmos Hmm. and there What did he say next? And he said to him, "This is, de- this is the devil talking." He said, "All read it that loud. Hold up. So there are, some, uh, there are some challenging views in these words. Here are a couple of the challenging views. The challenging view is Satan says, "I will give these to you." Now, in order to give me something, otherwise you ain't got no power to to give it to me unless... Uh So that viewpoint that Satan is saying, they're mine. The other challenging viewpoint is If they were created and Adam was in control of them, how did Satan get them? Talk to me, AWC, I'm going to kick you out. How did he get them? Adam abdicated. He gave them up in his... Now, the third one messes with my mind, Maddie. Jesus did not argue with him. Jesus did not say, oh, no, 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 Uh uh-uh, they yours, Uh uh-uh, 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 they mine. He didn't argue. Because Jesus knew that when Adam fell, The systems did not disappear. Those systems fell in the hands of Satan. So what you doing? Hmm? Waiting to go to heaven? And you're not gonna take no worlds with you? Hmm? You're just gonna hang out for 72 years? People said, I'm already 72. Okay, 120. (laughs) I'm going to put my 120 in. (laughs) I'm not sure what I'm going to get done. But hey. (laughs) Now, Jesus, Jesus right here, says this scripture. He says, Jesus said to him, away with me. He was mad. Jesus is kind of mad. He says, but, he said, but you shall worship the Lord our God only. He says, I, in other words, Jesus said, I can't worship you. My knees bend, but they can't bend backwards. It's impossible for me to worship you. I, now, the rest of these humans can, but my, my knees don't bend like that. That's against my nature. So I can't worship you in the first place, but I got another plan. I can't worship you to get back what I could. Okay, can I ask you something? Have you ever been stolen from? And you saw the person and the thing they stole from you later? Yeah. Not, some of y'all never, raise your hand for real. As a kid, they stole your tricycle, then you saw them on it, but nobody had X your name in it so you couldn't prove it. Huh? You saw it. How did that make you feel? How would you feel if they came with your tricycle they stole and tried to sell it to you? Jesus is looking at Satan, trying to sell him what he created. Ain't that a trip? You're like, you know, it's like, let's get down. We're going to fight right here. I don't care what mama and them say. He's trying to give Jesus what he created. Jesus says, I can't get it like that. I can't get it by worshiping you, but I got a plan. I got a plan, I got a plan. And if I execute my plan right, I will get my stuff and you. I'll get everything I create. I'll get every car dealership I created. I'll get every book company I created. I'll get every hospital I created. I'll get every political system I created, I'll get every educational system, I created. I will reinstall a health system for everybody because I created that first. You hear me, Jimmy Lee? He says, I'll do it, but I'm not gonna do it by worshiping you. I'm gonna do it through people. I'm gonna give keys to my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against my church. So whatever my church goes to take, it will be given to them. The gates will just fall down. There's some stuff that's gonna come to you you're not gonna have to fight for. God wants to elevate you on your job. He wants you in high positions so that you're managing more people, managing more money, managing more outcomes. The entire city of Omaha needs to be owned by kingdom citizens so that we can bring righteousness to people who don't have the money, don't know how to work through it, never been educated. Every psychiatrist's office, every every medical center needs to be owned by a kingdom citizen. Every political office needs to be occupied by a citizen of God's kingdom. White, black, green, yellow, chicken noodle soup. Let me prove it to you. Satan basically said, all this stuff fell in my hands, Jesus. Now they're mine. Worship me, Jesus says no. Now watch this now. Watch this now. What we have to understand is what the earth is doing right now. What the earth is doing right now. What the earth is doing right now is roaring. It's roaring, it's crying out, it's crying out because roaring is really a sound of agony. The shark's not eating you, Because he wants to eat you. The shark is mad at you. Ants are not biting you. Ants are not biting you because they want to bite you. They're mad at you. They're crying out. (laughs) They're crying out for leadership. You want some scripture. If I were you, I'd want some scripture too. So let's read this one. Romans 8.22. You've been reading it all your life, but let's read it for the first time. Let's, let's read it for the first time. Listen, 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 listen to what Paul says. Paul says, now, now we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains, trying to give birth to something, together to win. Every, everything is crying out. Y'all don't, I got some, I got some friends from India. Now you're going to be like, oh, Lord, he Hindu too. Look. (laughs) I got, I mean, I mean, friends. And I'm like, how, how, how? I mean, what's the trick y'all use with them dare cobras? They don't bite y'all. I was being funny. They say you're being funny, aren't you? I said, yes. They said, we're going to tell you how this works. And so you Christ, they, they said this to me, you Christians are so interesting. He said, do you know what we believe in India? We say to the snake, I honor the God in you. And the snake, if we honor the snake, the snake must say, and we honor. God and you. What God kills another? What kind of church y'all been going to? How do you go to church and the whole sermon is about fighting against other people? What God kills another? What are we doing? I don't care. It's like, why? They said, we honor the God in everything. We honor the God and we don't worship the snake. We just honor the God in it. And if I honor the God in you, even if we don't agree, we don't kill one another. But they're groaning, crying out. People say, that's enough, Pastor, get off that. But we also have the first fruits of the spirit. It says, even ourselves. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves. What are we doing? Eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of the body, for we were saved in this hope. We were saved for this hope. You were not saved just to hang out. You were saved with hope. Say it. I was saved. So what's this hope I was saved for? that is seen is not hope. I was saved for this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? So what are we hoping for? Here's what I want to tell you today. The world is crying out for you. And you are crying out for the world. There is an eye in the world and there's an eye in you looking for one another. The lion bites you because he says, where are these sons of God? Why aren't you leading us? Why do you just put us in caves to look at and cages all day and pay people to come and gawk at us? What is this? Water is saying, I was created to bring health. Why in certain places are you putting stuff in it to kill people? So everything is crying out for you. And you are crying out for that thing you're called to. That's what's in your heart. You don't really want to get saved to deal with guilt. You really want to know God so you can be Powerful, used of God, relevant. You want your life to make sense. Am I boring you? That's why you want to know God so that you can know yourself. Now, now watch this now. Here's the last part of this, verse 18. I'm going back, going down now. Verse 18 of Romans 8. It says, now, now, now listen to what he says. He says, I'll tell you what. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Watch this now, read it out loud with me. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who in hope, here's that word hope, in other words, In the scripture before, Paul says, you got saved because God had a hope. God had a hope. But then he said, but now I'm telling you that everything God created has a hope. Every world God created has a hope. And your hope is linked with its hope. You don't want to write music because you want to write music. You want to write music because it connects with someone else who has a hope of hearing a particular sound. You hate politics because you need to be in it. You can't stand what's happening to children this week who are stuck between masks or no mask. It just bothers you. It bothers you that children aren't being taught who they are. That bothers you. The mental health of some people around you, it just bothers you. It bothers you. That's the world you're called to. How people live in their homes, what their houses look like, that bothers you. You can't go out to dinner with nobody, but you're driving through neighborhoods. I wonder why people live like this. Why do people live like this? We need better homes. We need, sa- we need safer neighborhoods. We need this, that, and the other. That's the world you're called to. And don't let anybody make you feel like something's wrong with you if you're not up here. You don't belong up here. Everybody has a pulpit. And I'm going to tell you from my pulpit, which I'm changing. I'm going to tell you from this pulpit I'm standing on. Everybody's pulpit is at the same level as this one. There is nobody more important. You you don't worship your bishop. You don't worship your pastor. What you're doing is just as important as what I'm doing now. And we get the same reward. Am I clear? The creation, the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. God never wanted the world to be in Satan's hands. And this is when the world became wild, when Adam fell. The worlds we live in became the wild. non-power giving, empty places of inhabitants. But the Bible simply teaches that Jesus died for the world. And I wanted to skip over this, but I won't. John 316 y'all don't be mad. Don't be mad, because I know you think Jesus died for you. Help me out Greg. When, oh, the perfect one. Just put that one anywhere, just that one. See, when when Satan showed Jesus from the high point of view, he didn't see the dirt. He saw the systems that are on the dirt. This is the world called government. For God so loved the world. He, he, he does love you, but his strategy is different than what you've been taught. God so loved Martin that he gave his only begotten son. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Because there are, there are over 8 billion Martins on the planet. He wanted a plan to get us all. So God says, God says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it. He mentions world twice. So he says, Martin, Joe, uh, Bob, everybody on every continent lives in a government. Every human being on the planet lives in a government. So if I send you to the government and you become president, I get all the people who are with you. If you want people saved, I'm boring you, I know. Trust me, in a month, you're going to pay raise of bigger opportunities. If you hear what I'm saying. Because God hides ignorant people. He promotes the wise. So. Jesus doesn't want to save me. If he saves the box, he has me. If you become a circuit court judge, if you become a leader in your field, then, put some more on there for me, then God has the system which has the people. Can I ask you a weird question? Just weird now. Don't don't be saying this example to other people because they're going to think I'm strange. Y'all ready? if you were in charge of all the water on the planet, all of it, if you were in charge of all the water on the planet, you, you, in charge of all the water, and they saw you, which are billion billion people following you on Instagram, if they saw you worshiping a cat, no, 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 I'm serious, but they need water, what are they gonna do? Why? You're in charge of the system. It won't matter what you believe. It won't matter about science. It won't matter about truth. Because that person's in charge, people will believe it. Y'all don't wanna deal with me today at all. Mm -hmm. I know you just wanted a job, sugar. You just wanna go get a job, hang out, be happy, raise your little cheering, but you're on assignment. You're here for a reason and you can't stay still. Now, just like the rockets that take off from Cape Canaveral, I took my family to see one. They're like, what are we doing? I said, I want you to see this rocket take off. And then I wanna talk three days about what we saw. What did we see? So we're standing with little kids, just standing there looking at the rocket take off. It's really interesting. So what did you see? It's very interesting, this rocket. On the ground, and rock, it's amazing to see in person. This rocket on the ground is on a platform. It's on that platform and everything's attached to it, including the ground. It's amazing. All different types of plugs and cords and vents and everything's attached to this thing. When the countdown gets to about three seconds, things start to detach and fall off. Once it takes off, other things separate from it. When it gets to a certain part of the atmosphere, which you can still see with your eyes, things start to fall off of it. Once it gets into its orbit, it is now 10% of what it was to get there. You ain't going to be able to take everybody with you. And I know you're gonna cry because you love them. But everybody around you is not supposed to go. You got friends who want a job, but you want a life. You want to live. I ain't through, sit down. Get your notebooks out. Yeah, all y'all. Now, I'm sorry, I can talk to them like that. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, though. But I meant it, though. Keep taking notes. My job is to make sure that desire for life doesn't get taken away from you. Don't give in to this world around you that's trying to force you to stay where you are. If you have a desire for a bigger part in this world, because this is where people are living, and they're waiting for a leader. They're waiting for vision. Do you really think people want to die? But where are they going to find the right health system? Do you really think people want to drive that jalopy they're driving, that car? Do you really think that? Do you really think people are like, oh, yeah, the Lord bless me. No, they're just trying to figure, figure out a way to get over it. They don't want to drive that car. But if you're like me, you find Holy Ghost Kingdom car dealers who know how to get you in the car of your dream without stealing from you. Who in here is supposed to build a health system for everybody? John Brownett? I'm tired and mad at you. Cause you're just sitting here and letting people talk you out of what God's trying to bring you into. And every time they wanna fool you, every time they wanna fool you, they talk to you about how you failed. How you failed, how you made a mistake, what happened to you, your husband, your wife, you this, you lost that, you did that, you did that, you sinned, you whatever. Listen, get rid of them people. Cry in the midnight. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, give me five. I got to get out of here. Watch this now. Watch this now. Here's what Mark 16 says, looking at these worlds, looking at these worlds, here's what Mark 16 says in the 15th verse, and he said to them, this is what Jesus said, he said, go into into all the world. Go in the systems. What did he say? No, I'm, I'm talking to you. What did he say? Go into all the world, these systems, and preach the gospel to everything I created. Then he said, in my name. <laughs> Let me freak you right on out right now. Let's just go ahead and freak out. Freak out. Let's do it right now. Let's, let's just freak out. Let's just freak. Let's freak. Let's freak out. Let's just get freaky. <laughs> Ooh, Hold on now. Hold on. And these signs. These signs are gonna follow those who believe what Martin just said. <laughs> These signs are gonna follow. These signs are gonna follow those that believe. What are they? In my name, they're gonna cast out demons. Hang on. They will speak new tongues. What else? They will take up serpents. Come on, we're not in the Appalachians now, we're not talking about snakes. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will read. They will. Hold up. Let's get freaky now. How many times have you been in church, and you see somebody lay hands on somebody and say, Come out in Jesus' name, because they realize that a demon is in a person. How many times have you seen somebody take up a snake? Thinking that that was the way to do it. You can go on YouTube and watch a lot of people that do that. How many times have you seen people who will drink something that's harmful and say, the Lord preserved me, right? They'll say these things, but here's what I'm saying right here. That ain't got nothing to do with church. That ain't got nothing to do with church. Put up my list. I dare you to put up my list. Let's just freak them out. This is what this scripture really means. Can can you put it up for me? Did I give you all, all seven of them? Did I give you all seven or five or six of them? Right. Here's what it means. Here's what it means. It means, number one, it means to be powerful. Casting out demons means you have the power to cast out a demon in a house because you know how to build family. You know how to cast out a demon of a business. Because, you know how to do business. You know how to cast a demon out of a hospital. Because, you know health work. You know how to cast a demon out. You can help people see here that demon needs to go. It's under your power. Because, you're in the medical field. Because, you're in the hospital. Because, you're in the governor's office. You know how to cast a demon out of a state. You know how to cast a demon out of a school. It ain't about this pulpit, folks. It's about your pulpit. It's about what you're summoning. Powerful, say powerful, 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 powerful. Come on, what's the next one? It means you're gonna speak a different language. You don't go to your car to dealership going yah ba ba sa da ba anointing your boss's desk with oil. All you gotta do is just walk up in there, speak a new language. They got a problem there that only you can solve. They've been trying it out and you say, why don't we just do this? That child is really giving us trouble. We're gonna call the police. No, give the child to me. I got a system that knows how to take care of these children. I got a system that will be a blessing to them. And now people are like, she did that. She's got a hundred kids and they're all in their place. And we were just gonna arrest them. We were just gonna put them away. We were just gonna handcuff them. We were just gonna throw them in the trash. She got a system that is Shabra said, That is speaking a new language. Look at somebody, and say, Don't mess with me, not today, not today. In the courtroom, they're talking about a bunch of trash, and but they've never heard of how you're going to present the case. they never heard I never seen you work a jury, and they let you get up in closing arguments, and you stand up and say, you don't say this to them, but you say, thank you, Lord, for giving me a dream in the night. And now you start talking, well, if the evidence proves this, and the assailant was really this, we still haven't seen the evidence of that. And by the way, his mother said on the testimony two weeks ago as we were walking through, and now everybody's like, that's true. We never seen it that way That is a new language What well, the man can't hear Give him this hearing aid No, let me look at him first This is not really a hearing aid problem He just had wax in his ear It's a new language Next, next You're unafraid Snakes, in this scripture, don't mean go out there and pick up a snake. Blah, 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 blah. That's stupid. It means you go into dangerous situations. You walk up in places you should not be able to win. And you just in there. you just like, hey. I'm here. I don't know what's ready to happen, but I'm here, but I'm not afraid. I'm not going to be afraid of this. I'm not going to be afraid of you. I'm not going to be afraid of what could happen. I am covered by God. There's a God in me that brought me here. And if it's a snake that can kill me, I know a man that shook off a snake and put it in the fire. I know a man that when he was being attacked, you're in that government place. You're in that high place in government and there are snakes everywhere. But God put you there. Tell somebody next to you, say, "Stand up in that place. Stand up in that corporate office. Stand up, stand up in that place where they think you're weird. Don't come in dressed like a Christian either. Take that Bible off your desk and that Jesus T-shirt off your chest. Don't tell them you go to church. Don't speak. Take that bottle of anointed oil off your desk and out of your drawer. Leave that at home." Every train, plane, automobile, sidewalk, skateboard, bicycle, everything you ride on is anointed for you to do your job in this world. (laughs) Somebody shout with me, there ain't ain't nothing! Stand between me and the love of God. If God loves me, he called me. If God called me, he prepared me. If God wants me to do something John Browning, I'm going to get it done. I'm not going to be sitting around here waiting for somebody to believe in me. Shoot, I believe in me. You ought to clap for yourself sometimes. You ought to clap for yourself. You ought to clap for the God in you. You ought to clap for your ideas. You ought to clap because you believe. In yourself. God's going to use me. God's going to do some things in me that my family has never seen. Okay, quick. 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 What's the next ones? I'm unbothered. I'm, bo- I'm, 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 I'm unbothered. I'm unbothered by everything. I'm also involved. I'm involved in the world around me. I'm not just standing still, I'm doing something. And now I'm followed by signs. Say it, I'm followed by signs. I dare you to say with me today, I dare with you to say to me with me today, every time, every time, every time I do what I do, I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I sell a house, I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I make a bouquet of flowers, I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I take care of a child, I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I sell a car, I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I teach somebody how to dance, I'm teaching the kingdom. Every time I say hello to somebody, I am teaching the kingdom. Every time I serve somebody at a table in the restaurant, I am preaching the kingdom. I am telling people, come on y'all. I am telling people there's a real kingdom. Every time, every time I pick up a child that's unloved, I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I'm making sure someone can't take advantage of someone. In privacy, I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I design a computer program, I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I make a YouTube video, I'm teaching the kingdom. Every time I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm preaching the kingdom. And here's my prophecy. Here's my prophecy to you. If you will just do what you do. We don't need you to be somebody else. Please don't be like me. I'm polarizing. Every time I walk in the room, you got to decide whether you like me or don't. I get that, but I can carry that. Be you. Every day. Everywhere you go, just be you. You don't owe us anything. You work for Him. But how many of you right now, you'd be willing to admit, Pastor, there's just something just deep down inside of me. I don't know what it is. I I can't figure it out but it hurts it hurts on the inside it hurts my head it hurts shoot my bunions are hurting too but something in me is crying out for something big in my life I say I'm standing in the room with people I talk to who should have been dead by a stroke years ago. People I'm talking to have had stage four cancer for over 10 years. So you don't know who you're sitting among, who've just decided to live. You don't know who's in the room who thinks differently than I do, but we're doing things together because we believe in the kingdom. If there's something weeping inside of you, maybe you can't weep in front of your wife or kids. Maybe, you, maybe that's a struggle for you. Maybe it's uh, hard for you. And maybe you don't even feel what I'm saying. But if there's something crying out in you, I want to ask you to do one thing. Let it cry out. Let me tell you why. Let it cry out in you. Because if you do, that thing that's looking for you will know where you are. If you cry out, that thing will cry out. If you can last the pain and the groaning for just a few days, you'll connect with destiny. go into all the world go into all the world stop praying for those systems to come to you go say it tell the person sitting next to you say go say go into the world I said say it to him like I'm saying it now go into the world Get some air in your lungs and some bass in your voice and tell them, go! Well, I don't know how I'm going to eat. How are they going to pay for it? That ain't none of your business. Your father knows what you have need of. But what you need is in that world he's sending you to. You'll never get what you're dreaming until you go into the world he's sending you to. And let me say this last thing, for the truly un, un, I'm not going to say that. The unaware. You need church. I help people all the time skip 3, 4, 5 levels in what they do. Once they get there, they say, well, I'm not a church person anymore. I'm like, what, what does that mean? Well, I'm not going to be coming anymore. You know, I'm busy. I need to iron my shirt to get ready for work tomorrow. I said, be careful. You didn't know who you were till you came. And me, not just me and my family, I could count over 200 people who over the last few years have given themselves to this idea. It's not just me, it's lots of us who's given ourselves to this idea that you find yourself. Be who you are. Discover yourself. Climb the mountain. Go to the top of your mountain. Be excellent. Be amazing. So when you say to me, I'm just not being fed at AWC anymore, I say these words. The goal was never to feed you. That was never our goal, to keep you fed. You're fat now. In spirit. (laughs) Don't nobody cut that out of the video and make a meme out of it. goal of the church is not just to feed you. Now we're asking you, since you're fed, can you help make another table for somebody else to eat? (laughs) We got a lot of people to feed who don't know God. They're in the same mess you were in. Don't y'all, I got a lot of secrets. Don't, Don't talk to me now. I know you. Can you help us feed somebody else? Can you help us shepherd? Can you help us bless people? Here's how you can bless them. Go to the top of your world without apology. Stop trying to explain yourself to everybody. Don't defend where God's taking you. You don't have to defend it. Well, you'd think you something. Well, uh, yeah, but I do. <laughs> but I've always thought I was something. This position doesn't make me something. It's how I see God that makes me something. I don't have to defend. You don't have to defend that you came from nothing to becoming a millionaire. It just means you're at the place now you can help more people. I'll do it. Look at your neighbor kind of mean with a stink face and say take the million. <laughs> take the million. Shoot, take two. Someone says, well what are you gonna do with it? Whatever you're doing with two cents is what you're gonna do with two million. Money only magnifies who you really are. Give me some of that church music for just a second. Yeah, some of them E-flat chords before we get out of here. Here's how we're going to end our service today. We're going to end our service today with everybody leaving preaching. Yeah, man, even the shy people got to preach. Yeah, that's right. Everybody on your feet. You got to preach. Now, not shout. I said preach. Give me that key. Give me that key. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, Every time I do what I do, I'm preaching the kingdom. Now, this time, I'm going to say every time, and then the only word I'm going to say is I. And then I want you to tell them what you do. Y'all ready? Say, every time. Hold up. Every time. Come on. Every time. I. What 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 do you do? 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 What is your calling? What is your gift? What world are you called to? I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Come on, say every time. Now finish it. I what? I raise my kids, I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I sell a car, I'm preaching the Every time I hold a baby that everybody hates in my arms, I'm preaching the kingdom. Tell me about preaching the kingdom. I'm preaching the kingdom. Every time I sell you a silicophone, I'm preaching the kingdom. <laughs> now let's end with this. Let's end with this. Look at another neighbor and just tell him, tell him, go. Come on, tell him, go. Tell another neighbor, go. Go into the world. Go into your place of power. Okay, y'all not gonna do it. Y'all not gonna do it. Give me about 30 people up here. 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 Now don't y'all break no rules. Don't y'all break no rules. Look at somebody close and say to them, I said go. Tell them go, 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 go into your world. Go into your world. Go into your world with confidence. Go into your world with power. Go into your world speaking a new language. Go into your world unafraid. Go into your world unbothered. Go into your world. Hey, (laughs) hey, two more minutes, something's about to come through here, hey, hallelujah, hallelujah, I'm going to go, God, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to go, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm going to go, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go higher in this world. I'm scared to go higher. I'm scared to manage more people. I'm scared to manage more money. I'm scared to do all this stuff. But if you're telling me to go, I'll go. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord's face smile upon you. May the Lord give you peace in everything you do. In the name of Jesus, shout hallelujah, everybody. Hey.